welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. How are you, T? Good. I'm doing real good. good. And how about yourself? I'm doing really good, too. I'm excited to just sort of get into this episode and like, like real knock hard? it out. Yeah, because I feel like this is like a really utilitarian episode. It's mm. like get in, get out, knock it out. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like not a lot going on, so... I'm just like, let's let's hit the ground running, you know? Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So, episode 416, Say a Little Prayer for Me. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the longer titles we've had. Like, yeah. really wordy, you know? Yeah. Which I feel like is a criticism I've definitely said before. So, probably not the longest title we've had, but one of them for sure. <laughs> yes. Not going to lie. Uh, when I read the title, I did sing, I say a little prayer for you. <laughs> It that happened. is that is so not what rang for me. Really? And now now that I'm looking at it, of course I'm blanking on what what it reminded me of, but it wasn't that, which is the obvious choice. <laughs> I don't know forever, what it was. I never you stay in my heart and I will love you forever and ever. Okay. <laughs> we have problems. <laughs> Do we though? Mm, okay, fine. <laughs> Besides the obvious. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so the Amazon Prime spoilie for this episode is Simon prays for a second chance, Ruthie prays for a pony, and Matt meets the girl he believes is the answer to his prayer. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Like, a really literal synopsis. Like, there's no, like, puns. There's no No. lightheartedness. It's just three sentences. Yeah. This is what happens. Here you go. (laughs) All right, then. Um, and what we get in this episode, which I I feel like it can't be the first time this has happened, but it's rare for sure, is a previously on. Yes. You know, it was like, it was kind of interesting because like you don't expect that right out the gate, mm-hmm. you know, as you hit play. Yeah. And then we got it and, but I can totally understand why they did it for this episode because this really is, feels like a, con- like, like a continuation of the mm-hmm. previous episode yeah. in terms of the storylines sort of bleeding yeah. into this one. And um, it, it does warrant it, particularly because this this did air a week later. Mm-hmm. So just to keep everyone's memory fresh of like yeah. what went down last week, it, I think it works. Um, and so the previously on just touches on the, like the big hits of the last episode, which is um, Robbie taking Mary to the, to the motel mm-hmm. to have sex. Um, Simon and Dina giving each other hickeys and sort of all of that. Um, love bites. Love bites. Um, <laughs> and um, Matt and Shauna, like essentially breaking up. Yeah. I mean, you know, insofar as they said to each other goodbye, you yeah. know, and we see that Shauna has gone out with, with her roommate guy. So. Yeah. Um, so those are like the big hits from the last episode that they've reminded us to to bring us into this episode and right out the gate this episode starts out really strong because we get a scene of mary and lucy and annie in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and i mean ruthie and simon are there but annie sort of gets rid of them so that they can have like a more frank conversation with each other um and what's really really heartbreaking for me is what Mary says here. Maybe he'll realize what a stupid thing he did and apologize. 
But an apology won't change who he is, and he's a very dishonest young man who had dishonorable intentions toward my daughter. Yeah, I know. Still, in retrospect, maybe I overreacted. Maybe I misled him into thinking that I was the kind of girl who would like to be taken to a motel for Valentine's Day. It's just so heartbreaking mm -hmm. to see Mary in this state. Yeah. Because I, I'll tell you what, after last episode where she like socks him in the face and comes home and like talks to her parents about what just happened and you know, that sort of leaves you with a sense of like Mary has some self-respect and yeah. she knows this was wrong and she's not going to fuck with this guy anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And then to have this be the lead-in for this whole episode I is know. like... Oh my God, Mary, really? Really? I know. Like, he's not a bad guy? You think you're to blame because of what went down? Like, I, look, I, I know I really hated the words that were coming out of her mouth, but I like that she's doing this back and forth dance in her mind. She doesn't know how she feels. She doesn't know if it's right or if it's wrong. Like, I like that they're going into it. But I hate it at the same time. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And I, and I, because if this wasn't Mary, if this was a friend of hers, everything that her mom is saying is exactly what she would be telling that other person. You're so right. We know this. You're so right. We, we know this, but uh, I hate it. But I also like seeing this messed up place that she's in. Only, one, we've never seen her do it, you know? It's like, what is it, Um, the five stages of grief? Mm. Like, once it's over, like, you're, you're bargaining or whatever. Mm -hmm, like, you're, mm -hmm. you know, she's bargaining at this point. Yeah. Like, was it right? Was it wrong? Maybe it was my fault. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he's just a bad guy. But what if he's, like, a really good guy and just had, you know? Again, yeah. I, I hate the words that are coming out of her mouth, but I like that they're trying to go there. And don't get me wrong, I wanted to go into the screen and smack her. <laughs> I did. I, I was just like, shut up. Well, but to, but to your point, and I and I totally actually agree with you because I I hate that this is happening. Like mm -hmm. I hate that she's dealing with this stuff. Yeah, you know, in this way. But in I totally relate to Mary in this episode mm -hmm. because I mean, like that's I mean that's what it is to be young and in love. Because for better or for worse, like even though Robbie has proven to be kind of a skeevy guy now, yeah. like, to her, mm -hmm. like, outwardly, like, um, you know, it's like she felt love for him. Yeah. And, it's, and that doesn't just go away the minute exactly. somebody, like, falters or does something really bad. Yeah. Like, she's still grappling with, with her feelings for him mm -hmm. in this greater context of, like, he did this terrible thing. Yeah. You know? And it's sort of sort of, she stays in this bargaining phase, as you called it, um, throughout the whole episode. Like, yeah. she's, and we'll, and we have some additional clips and we'll talk about it as we go through it, but, like, you know, she's, she's constantly grappling throughout mm -hmm. this whole episode between, like, what did I do? What could have been done differently? Yeah. You know, is he the worst? <laughs> like, all of these things. I did appreciate that. Like, mm -hmm. and, and because in a weird way, I was able to, like, relate to that and sort of, um, understand those feelings yeah. too for myself. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it was definitely interesting from that standpoint, you mm -hmm. know, to watch this all unfold. Um, but a quick side note: what the fuck is Annie wearing in this scene? <laughs> I can't even remember. 
She's wearing this like sailor suit thing. Like I don't even know what the bottom looks like, but like her top has that has that flap in the back, you know, like that with the, with the she's wearing like this like navy blue thing with this like cowl or whatever. It's almost like this little mini cape in the back with the white piping that looks very much it's it's like a sailor suit, you know, and it's oh. so weird. I'm like what is this? I think I might have been like too sleepy at this point and so I can't remember now. Well, in fairness, cuz that would have totally stuck out to me too, like <laughs> I mean, in fairness, like Mary's saying some heavy shit, so I can understand where that's like where the focus is. But I just couldn't let go of like, what the hell is she wearing? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, <clears throat> so while they're sort of having this like this conversation in the kitchen, whatever, you know, they're they're getting ready for dinner and all that, and then Eric comes home, and he. <laughs> I think he tries, like, I think he thinks this is a bigger deal than the kids, like, ultimately make it. Because he comes home and he's, like, all, like, down, you know, and, like, serious and shit. And he's, like, I, ha- I got this letter, you know, today at the church. Mm-hmm. And he's all, like, trying to, like, make this, like, lesson out of this. Yeah. And the kids are just, like, don't even want to hear it. Yep. He doesn't, he can't even get out, like, he can't even read the letter to them before they're all just, like, making it about themselves, yeah. whatever. And... Um, but ultimately like he's able to at least get out the words like, mm-hmm. you know, prayer. Cause he, cause he says that like he got this letter addressed to the man who works for God, mm-hmm. um, or works with God, works for God. Yeah. I think. Um, like say a prayer for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. So all the kids can take away from this is like the power of prayer, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like let's all pray for things, Yep. you know? Um, and then of course cut to like he and Annie are in bed and I gotta say like so I noticed that the angles and sort of the film making like like the like the photography of this episode was sort of distinctly different than yeah. what we're used to like lots of tight close-up up, shots yeah. in weird angles mm-hmm. like interesting scene transitions you know like yeah. lots of weird stuff happening in this episode like, they're like kind artistically of exp- yeah they're they're experimenting yeah and it was directed by harry harris which is not a name we've seen i don't think we've seen before mm. so this might have been the first episode he directed might be the only i didn't look it up frankly um but to that end um eric is like in bed and he's sort of watching annie go through the motions of getting herself in bed as well. Yeah. Which goes on for a bit too long. Like, it's so weird. Like, why are yeah. we watching this unfold? Like, why not just start the scene off there in bed together, yeah. you know? And then she's just, like, goes straight to sleep. She, like, turns over, lights off, knocks out, whatever. And he's just, like, staring at her. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, makes her, like, turn around. And he's, like, you know, like he's looking at her she's like trying to like figure out what the hell's going on and i wrote down i go like eric if this is your idea of foreplay you're doing it wrong (laughs) and then it turns into that's exactly what this was (laughs) you're not tired are you no But not before he reads the letter, letter, like which is like such a mood killer. If that's what you were going for, uh-huh. but basically the letter says like, you know, my brother 
was killed um, because someone brought a gun to school. Since then, my dad started drinking again. My mom's had to get a second job. I walked my sister. I walked my sister to school. Like, you know, it's all just been kind of really shitty for my family. And like, so I'm hoping you'll send a prayer for us this Sunday. Yeah. And not signed, totally anonymous. And of course, Eric, being Eric, now like he's made it his mission to like figure out who this kid is and like yeah. who this family is, so he can help them. You know, and of course he's got to get Sergeant Michaels involved, and it's a whole thing. Dude, the thing that Sergeant Michaels does—how is he not fired? I know it's borderline unethical, or like just like against the law. Like yeah. How much information he gives to Eric yeah. when he asks? Like he gives him a list of victims of gun violence. Yeah. From the database. Yeah. Like of just like names, like people's names and addresses. Like yeah. holy shit. Mm. Uh, anyway. I feel, I guess, I don't know. Is that, is that not right? I feel like, couldn't you get that anyway? Like yeah, on the internet? Yeah, I am sure. Yeah, because it's public, public record to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. but, but his, Still. we know Sergeant Michaels, his Still. search isn't over. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's never over. Well, although, I mean, that's true. It, yeah, we do find out that it wasn't over. Yeah. But at the time he's like, he's like. I know I gotta find this family. He said to give him a prayer by Sunday, like this Sunday. And Sergeant Michaels is like, you know, it's Saturday, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, relax. Like, it's not gonna happen, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, he and Annie fuck, and then. <laughs> <laughs> All is right in the I world. Said, I said that, and then I paused to look at you because I knew that was gonna get a reaction. <laughs> silent laugh my shoulders are just like shaking oh my god um and then okay so then we cut to and what i love about this episode is like it's it's a simon and mary show in three parts like ostensibly Mm -hmm. like they're really sort of the heart and soul of this episode um so we cut to the two of them commiserating with each other in simon's bedroom i miss dina I miss Robbie. Her parents haven't even decided when I can come over again. <sighs> even if I forgave Robbie for what he did, Mom and Dad would probably never let him come over again. I'm going to bed now. Night. Night, Luce. You're just gonna stay up all night moaning and groaning about your love lives? I, I don't, don't have, have a, a love life. life. <laughs> good night. Pray that Robbie finds a way to get back in good with me and the family, okay? And pray that I get back in with Dina's family. I am not tying up the God lines with either of those prayers. Got it? What do you expect? I mean, she's doing the best she can, considering the only two guys she's ever been in love with are Jimmy and Rod. What about the other one? What other one? The one you both liked. The guy with the big lips, you know. Oh. We don't speak of him. We don't speak <laughs> of him. I love this scene. Yeah. There's so much great comedy in this scene. Yeah. Like, like... And again, the weird angles. Yeah. Like, you've got like the camera's like kind of low. Like, yeah, it's like it's like it's almost like it's sitting on the floor. Yeah. Looking up. Yeah. At Mary and Simon, like Mary's sitting on the floor and Simon's like on his bed, you know. Yeah. And it's weirdly like a tight yeah. sort of shot, but it's also this weird angle. It's all kind of really weird and foreign, yeah. but um, yeah, like just the two of them like commiserating the hilarious in unison. 
I don't have a love, love life. life. Yeah. I mean, it's so great. And then, and then the like the added button of like you know the guy with the big lips. <laughs> like what? Like that was so unnecessary to bring Jordan up at this time, <laughs> but they did. Like it's so great. <laughs> oh, we don't speak of him. <laughs> but let's also not forget all of other. Lucy's other big loves, like Brad and Andrew Nalos. Yeah. And I mean, Jimmy and Rod are not the only two people she's ever loved. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> this is true. Oh, man, that shit was so funny. <laughs> I don't have a love life. <laughs> um, and then, so then we get to see a little bit of like what Matt and John are going through. So... They, too, are dealing with this prayer, you know, lesson or whatever. And um, John weirdly is like, hey, do you think your dad was right about what he said about prayer? And it's like, bro, your dad is a minister. Like, yeah. don't you know that that's true from yeah. your own family? Like, you're asking, like, if, if Eric's right about that? Yeah. But anyway, so then he prays, and then Matt prays, and they're both, they're both sort of, like, unspokenly praying to like find women for themselves find women and isn't he studying like aren't they also studying for an exam or something like that too and he's yeah yeah matt makes a comment like oh like are you praying for women or like or praying to get an a on your test or something like that this storyline just did not work for me it didn't matt and john thing i don't care they meet a girl she invites them both over for dinner with her family which is kind of weird. weird And then when they go over there, her parents, like, you realize, like, oh, she's, like, mixed race. Like, her mom's white, right? Or no. No, no, no. her parents are both black. Yeah. But they're, like, light-skinned or yeah. whatever. And so they come over, and the dad is, like, reaches, like, shakes Matt's hand and goes, like, we can't find very many young men who are tolerant of the skin, like, with raven skin color. You two are the answer to our prayers. I legit thought this was going to become some sort of cult thing. Like, they're going to, like, sacrifice the two of... Like, I don't know what the fuck that was about. Yeah, I, I, I was expecting a dowry. At like, that. <laughs> I mean, and it leads to nowhere because, like, nothing comes of it. No. All that All that we end up finding out is, like, Matt came home early. And yeah. I guess it really was John's date, if you yeah. want to think about it that way. But then, so then what the fuck does Matt have to do with it? Why is the parent, why is the dad like, you two are the answer to our prayers? Yeah, like, I don't, where have what? you been living? Like, what I, What goes on in your, I, yeah. Well, I guess maybe the line that's supposed to be like the thing is like the whole answer to our prayers thing. Like, right, like they've also been praying. Yeah, but, but it just but falls But you've been flat. praying for two dudes to like both go after your daughter? Like, yeah. what? Like, what the it just falls flat and it's I again yeah you're None right I don't this, like it this story was such garbage yeah it was so stupid if only if anything it just made me like miss the days of the stability of Matt's and Shauna's relationship or yeah his and Heather's relationship like, like I don't need to see Matt dating a million girls again you yeah. know what I mean like I I like Matt in a relationship let him find a girl and be with her and that's it like I'm good with that <laughs> I don't need to see it. And I don't care enough about John to care about his love life. That's you know? true. Like, we haven't invested enough in John yeah. to be so invested in, like, him finding a girl. That's true, because we were constantly just seeing him as, um... The roommate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And in fact, any storyline he's gotten this season has been about him trying to find a girl. Yeah. 
This Whether it's like the upstairs neighbors yeah. or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, I don't care. Yeah. I don't get it. You're so young. What, you already you already want to find the one? I don't know. I mean, th- that aside, like, that. I mean, that's fine. Like, yeah. I don't care. More power to you, John. Whatever. The point is, is that just like, I don't care about those yeah. escapades. Like, if John's going to be in the show, like, if he's going to be an, an, an integral part of the fabric of the show, then he needs more stories than just Matt's sidekick roommate yeah. who's looking for love. You yeah. know, like, no. Because, yeah, that's all we see. And give me back the Hamiltons. Like, you know, if you want to make it, if you want to give him a meaty story, like, Make it about his family. We know the Hamiltons at this point. We're yeah. invested in that family as characters. Like, yeah, bring them back once them in back. a while. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. That was a really stupid story. I feel like it was like filler. Like they just yeah. needed time to pad, so they did that. You I know, agree. Unnecessary. But then we come back to Simon and Mary, and now they're now they're in Mary and Lucy's room, like staring at the phone. Yeah. Maybe you should just call her. I can't. Her parents told me not to until they say so. Why don't you call Robbie? What would I say? I don't know. I don't even know why you want to call him. Well, I don't know why you'd want Dina to call. Because I miss Dina. Well, I miss Robbie. Yo, Robbie's a no-good scoundrel. I mean, Dina's practically an angel. She's no angel. She left a hickey on your neck that looked like a third-degree burn. So that wasn't her fault. She was merely reciprocating. No, she wasn't. She was retaliating. Big difference. Yeah, you know, there is a big difference between goofing around with your girlfriend and giving her a hickey and lying to your girlfriend and her parents so you could take her to a motel to have sex. Okay, it is time for you to shut up now. Now you shut up. <laughs> now you shut up. <laughs> These two, I'm loving this yeah. chemistry between them. Yeah. I feel like we've never seen a Mary and Simon show before. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. And they're, they're at each other's throats. They're both super upset about yeah. their own shit. But it's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. But Mary shut up. Pretty much Mary shut up. Yeah. Yeah. I think Simon's totally on point here. Oh, completely. And it's ultimately, too, like, it's the lesson that everyone is telling Mary in this episode. Like, every one of them, Annie says it, Lucy says it, Simon's saying it. Like, everyone's telling Mary, like, why are you so hung up on this guy? Like, he's bad news. Yeah. Like, let it go, because why do you even want to give him a second chance? Mm -hmm. Like, you know. But again, then the back and forth of, like, but is Robbie, like, I love Robbie. I feel this way about Robbie. Like, you know, does this one thing define him forever, you know? Arguably, maybe it should. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, And then meanwhile, you've got Ruthie, who's praying for a pony. I... Uh it's just okay as much as i just like i like this storyline a lot more than i that i like the matt and john storyline okay yeah but i still don't like it you yeah. know what i mean yeah, like, yeah it's really just stupid again filler and it's kind of annoying because i think they tried to redeem it with the with the explanation ruthie gives at the end of like why she's so adamant about getting this pony yeah which is that she wants this feeling of like flying and like being free yeah that she had when she was first born and that she imagines she'll have when she goes back to heaven when she dies yeah i, I mean i'm paraphrasing but ultimately that's what she says mm. and so that's why she wants a pony because she feels like if she was like that if she could ride a pony 
she'd have that feeling of like lightness mm-hmm. and like elation again. Yeah. Which like okay, fine, but where is this coming from? Like that's what I th- that's the part that I'm having my the biggest issue cuz like, you know, whenever um Annie is just breaking down a want and a need. Mm-hmm. And honestly, great breakdown of that. Um, oh, yeah, I did appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but, like, she just keeps talking about a pony, and she's very bratty. Yeah. She's, like, walking at the door like, ah, oh, you didn't show up, huh? Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like she, I love that moment when she's, like, in her room, and she's got, like, a box of cowboy things, like boots and a hat, yeah, and she's she, cleaning. Yeah, like, it's coming. And and then and she even mentions about um, how Simon always has an in. Oh yeah, like like so Simon prayed for happy and he got happy. Yeah. So why can't I pray for a pony? And you always say, Dad, that like you know we get what we pray for, or whatever. So I'm gonna get a pony because I prayed for it. Yeah. And and then again, I I I guess I get what she's saying when she explains why she wants a pony. I just don't understand where that thing is. Like, what what happened that made you feel like you need to fly again? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what? Like, where is this coming from? Like, I I don't know why they gave her this storyline. Yeah, I don't understand. Where? Yeah, where where did it come from? It's really weird. What are we still sad about the twins? Is it? <laughs> no, I know, and I wish that they could tie it to something. I yeah. wish that I wish they could have her have that scene when she's explaining to Annie about all of that, like mm-hmm. coming to Earth, leaving Earth, all of that stuff, and then tie it to something tangible so we could like connect the dots and have that aha moment of yeah. like, whoa, you know, cool, deep. It whatever. just falls flat. It just, it just happens, and then and then Annie gives her the idea that like. You know, like the the disconnect of like the want from the need, and and if you what does she say? If your if your want is 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 low, low. And, and your need is great enough, mm-hmm. then you'll get it. Yeah, and maybe you can draw a picture. <laughs> what? She's. It's like she's basically talking about like manifest it. I guess, yeah, to like a certain like extent. a vision board, like the secret or whatever. Yeah, like she's basically saying like manifest it, but like if it, but I don't know it. Uh, I can't help it, but the, a part of me just felt like I've had this conversation with myself. Like never want something like that. Like if oh. it's a if it's a true desire, like you can make things happen for yourself because you're actually like um, you're participating in it. You're making it happen. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But whenever you're just constantly wanting and wanting and wanting, but you're mm-hmm. not doing anything about it, you're not gonna get it, and it's just gonna make you miserable anyway. Yeah. But like this, I don't know how to like. I always try to compare like what are my wants and what are my needs. No, I think it's a very valid point. No, it is. I think, again, ultimately, the takeaway, Mm -hmm. I think, works. Yeah. You know, I think it is is a valid takeaway. It's Mm -hmm. a valid thing to impart upon the audience. Like, this, this idea that you just said. Like, you know, you participate in something actively yeah. to bring it to like to, to, to actualize it. Yeah. You know, rather than just like want, want, want without like doing something about it mm-hmm. or whatever. And so Ruthie, quote unquote, does something about it. Like she draws this picture of herself sitting on this Pegasus like horse yeah. with wings or whatever, like flying through the earth or the space. The space, really, Jack. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, and then, and then that's when Annie gets the light bulb of like, but I can actually give this to her, like, yeah. you know, go to like a ranch or something and mm-hmm. like give her like an hour on a horse, you yeah. know? But again, like, where did this feeling come from? Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. And then I also know, so, so trivia, right? Mackenzie Rosman is known for like being a big horse person. Yeah. Like she loves horses today, you mm-hmm. know, like. Currently, she's all about horses. I'm sure she has a couple, you know, she's always posting on Instagram, like, on horses and stuff. She lives, like, on a ranch or something. Mm. Or, I guess, has a ranch. I don't know. Um, so I'm wondering, too, if, like, the reality of this of the situation was, like, Mac was all about horses. And so they were trying to find a way to, like, incorporate that into the character. Because yeah. she's because you can tell it didn't go the other way. You, you can tell that she didn't get into horses because her character once had to do this. Yeah. When she gets on that horse, she feels very... She looks very much at home on that yeah. horse. She's riding it like she's done this a million times before. Mm-hmm. So I'm having... I, I feel like... They just tried to find a way to like incorporate that, you know, mm-hmm. similar to like Lucy with the cheerleading. Yeah, you know what I mean, like Beverly Mitchell was a cheerleader. Yeah, it's a it's a quick and easy way to like do like have a story that incorporates something that you know your yeah. star can do. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It it works and it doesn't, doesn't. work. Yeah, it's kind of like a weirdo they, little they, storyline. They can. The only reason why they get away with it is because. The emotions are cute. They're sweet. They're and they're real. Yeah, like do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, the, the, I guess they can kind of um, just not go in the backstory about it because look, look how sweet she is and like what yeah. she you know and what yeah. she's feeling. And so I think whatever it was just like a cheap way to write a story. I think so too. Yeah. Ultimately, like it's not going to lead to anything. It's no. not like gonna, it's not going to be a continuity thing of like mm-hmm. remember that one time she rode a horse like no one's ever gonna remember or care it's just it was what it was yeah they had they they tried to find a way to like incorporate this prayer storyline yeah and the whole idea of prayer right which is like your need is great and you're just and your desire is, is small yeah. you know all of that stuff eh, whatever i'll allow it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um so then so then back in Simon and Maryland, uh, no, but before we get into that though, so Lucy is on this mission, as we heard in that last clip, like she doesn't want these two to be moping. Like, so she tries to get them on board to like get out of the house. Yeah. You know, she tries to get them to go out. Like she wants to take Sam and David out mm-hmm. and wants to get Mary and Simon to go with her so that they can get out of the house, get some fresh air, get their minds off of their yeah. woes, you know, whatever. And they just want to mope. They're both yeah. just being mopey babies. Like mm-hmm. like Mary gets mad at her for being all like perky and yeah. stuff when she just wants to like sit in her wallow in her sadness. And then Simon gives her shit like... You know, and so she just says, fuck it. She takes the twins. She goes out to the promenade. She's sitting there. She's ha- They're having a good time. She's feeding them. And, like, one by one, these, like, elderly people come up to her. And they're, like, looking at the kids and being like, oh, they're so cute. How old are they? They're one. And they look at her and they're like, how old are you? And she's, like, 16. And they, like, they like run away in disgust. Yeah. And, frankly, it takes Lucy a bit too, too long to too- catch on to what's happening. Yeah. I, I couldn't stop laughing at this. It scene. was hilarious. Yeah. The one that really like like was funny but also pissed me off was the one where 
where she's like, she's like, they're not mine. They're my brother's. No, really. Like my mom has seven children. And that woman was like, Oh, and how many are you going to have before you realize the error of your ways? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, yeah. like you're going to shame a random person you don't know for having seven children. Like, yeah. who are you? Yeah. Like, and since when is that a crime yeah. or some sort of like indication of immorality or whatever? Like, they're they're a family. They're married. They have seven children. Like fuck off. Yeah. You know. Like I I, sur- I couldn't stop laughing because this actually reminded me of a situation that I was in once. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I have um. So my on my dad's you side. You two were were feeding your twin brothers and people thought they were yours. <laughs> no, but I did. Okay, so uh, on my dad's side of the family, um, uh, okay, so we have these cousins, like three daughters. I want to say the oldest one and the youngest one, I think we probably look the most similar. Um, And the youngest one, her name is uh, Stephanie. One time we we were in Vegas with each other and she and I, we were at Caesar's Palace and we're by the aquarium and everybody walked off. So I just like obviously stayed. And then I'm walking back with her and I'm carrying her Mm -hmm. as I'm walking back. And she's little. And I think I might've been 16... 15 or 16 at the time. Yeah, so like Lucy's age. Yeah. People were looking at me. Like, wow. like that's my... Because we... She looks like she could have been my yeah. kid because we look similar. Curly hair, dark eyes. Like, yeah. our features are... She does look like a younger version of me. Yeah. Really. But n- now, like, you can tell, like, we're probably relatives, but nowhere someone would think she's... Yeah. Right, right, right. But at the time, everybody was staring at me and I just stopped and I looked at her and I was like... Oh, they probably think she's my kid. <laughs> and let's see, you catch on to that. Yeah, like I caught on to that. And then like I just I was like, oh shit. And I was like, oh, who cares? So I just like obviously you keep walking because who cares in the end? I know that this one's not my kid. Yeah. But it was weird. Like people were staring. That's at, crazy. Yeah. People thought that that see, was my and kid. That's, and that's I think that speaks to the greater problem, right? Which is like, okay, sure. I'm I I agree. I tend to be on the side of like when you see a 15-year-old with a baby, which assuming it's theirs is a little like icky, right? Yeah. Cuz of all the implications, let's be honest, you know, mm-hmm. like particularly in the scenario that Lucy was in or that you were in in your yeah. story, like when when it's not obvious that there's a support system when when you just look like a single mom, like mm-hmm. a very young single mom. Like yeah. there's there's an ick factor and there's like a societal sort of yeah. norm breaking there. So whatever. But it speaks to the greater issue, which is like, you know, like who are, who is anyone to judge anyone? Yeah. You know, like like all you're watching is a sixteen year as a young girl feeding these two young babies or in your case carrying a young child you Mm -hmm. know like like why can't we just like let that be what we see and not put so much on that Mm -hmm. you know like so much judgment and so much like expectation and all of that like it's so sad in Mm -hmm. a way that we do that yeah you know i don't know rather than just sort of observe it for what it is Mm -hmm. you know 
like and frankly, I mean, I can't speak to your your story, but like when you're what you're watching in the scene is like Lucy having this really sweet moment with her brothers, you know, like yeah. like like they're like she's being cute and like you know goo- gooing at like you know whatever at them, cooing at them, gooing, yeah, cooing <laughs> at them and like feeding them and like being cute and like they're laughing and they're having a good time and you know she's and the, and also too it's like. She's a 16-year-old girl, you know, and she's, like, giving up her Saturday to, like, be with her baby brothers, you yeah. know? Like, she's not, just doesn't have anything, anything else going on, like, selfishly mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, it's a really sweet little scene. Like, yeah. why not just let that be and, like, leave it alone? Like, everyone's got to come up and, like, make a judgment call about it, you know? Anyway. And she's so funny, too, because, like, every time someone comes up, she goes, hi! <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. She's so oblivious yeah, like, hi. to the optics of this scenario like it's so funny <laughs> and feeding them oh god hi how old are you 16 yeah <laughs> look at my brothers aren't they cute oh you think i'm their mom oh so then cut to back to the house simon and mary show um they're in the kitchen it's the aftermath of the big blowout they've had yeah i'm sorry about what i said about dina she is pretty angelic and if Robbie were a different guy, I'd be a very happy woman. Or if you were a different woman, say the kind of woman that likes that kind of guy, then you'd be happy. I can't believe that they thought I was a teenage mother. And even if I were, they wouldn't know anything about it. Who are they to judge me? I don't know. I think Tina loves me just the way I am. The only problem is her parents don't love me the way I am. <sighs> yeah. I'll tell you who people don't love. Teenage mothers. If I just hadn't lost my temper, if I had just talked to him, if I had just told him that I felt hurt, then he probably would have understood. We could have driven by his house and met his parents, and then we could have come home, and Mom and Dad wouldn't have known that anything had happened. (sighs) Me and my big mouth. Why is it that when someone just up and volunteers to pray for you for no reason at all, you just want to smack him? But he did lie to you, (gasps) and to Mom and Dad. Okay, but what if he didn't lie? And what if he didn't take me where he took me? What if he just came over here and kissed me goodnight at the door? That's not what happened. There must be a way to change what happened. You think? Aha. Uh-huh. Dad said that with prayer, all things are possible. Yeah, but do you think that means that prayer can change what was or what is? I guess either. Sorry. I'm still feeling this thing of being completely humiliated in public. <sighs> do you have any idea what she's talking about? No. Okay, there is so much happening in this scene. It's insane. Like, on the one hand, it's the comedy of, like, Simon and Mary have no fucking clue what the fuck Lucy's talking about. She might as well just be a bee buzzing around them. Like, they're so not paying attention to anything she's saying. It's so great. Like, Lucy's just in her own little bubble of, like, of, like, irateness or whatever. And she's just trying to get someone to listen. And no one gives a shit. It's so great. Uh. And then then Mary hits on something that, like, really, really hit home for me. Which is this game that she's playing with herself of, like... If only I had done this. Yeah. And if only I had 
not what she calls overreacted, right? Like if I had just calmly explained to him or if I had chosen words over actions, you know, this would have happened and then that could have happened and then things would have gone fine and then no one would have been the wiser and she's like blaming her big stupid mouth, like her big fat mouth or whatever. And literally it was like watching myself. Like it was like watching and hearing myself unfold before me. And in a way it was kind of cathartic for me because Mm -hmm. I was able to like outside of myself go like, you're crazy. Like, cause that's crazy. What she's saying is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, no, the way that you reacted is the way that you reacted. And for better or for worse, it's how, it's how things went down. Mm -hmm. And then of course that's what Simon's talking about is like, you can't change what is or was like it happened, you know? And it doesn't do to like, beat yourself up about it. Yeah. You know, it's just going to like kill you even more than, than you're already feeling killed by all of this heartbreak, you know, Mm. to then replay everything and think about the what ifs that could have happened. It's, it's just, it's like, it's like a self-esteem nightmare that Mm -hmm. she's putting herself through, you know? And I mean, it's taken a lot of time and like, self-love and care for me to get over those feelings that I've had and I can only imagine like for Mary like this is not gonna go away overnight it's just not oh girl but I'm so glad you punched him I know that's the thing is like it's like that was your reaction and she should just own it yeah you know like own that that's how it went down and own on his part that he's a bad guy like like own that yeah you know I'm gonna say something that's gonna be really weird but when it comes to Mary or I want to say maybe Jessica Biel Uh every time you play a playback with her Mm -hmm. she frustrates me I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I think it's the way she pronounces or enunciates or or pauses between words, where it just sounds robotic. Mm. It really annoys me. Interesting. I don't know why I'm picking up on this, but it's like it, it's the. I don't know how she's she's doing it. I mean, if I listen enough, maybe I can like mimic her. But it's just like, well, maybe Robbie. It, like everything has like a Robbie. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like. <laughs> There's like That's so funny. She has a beat like and it's frustrating and it's almost like I can hear her acting from her jaw. Interesting. That's the best way to put it. It's like I can hear it from here. I don't know. Interesting. I don't... And with Simon when when or when David Gallagher is acting, mm-hmm. it's just flowing out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Like like there is no thought. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just going. It's fluid. With her it doesn't feel fluid. Interesting. I don't know why. I really don't. I don't dis- I I should say like I don't want to disagree with you and I'm not saying that I do. I'm just wondering if I don't feel it or notice it. Yeah. One because I'm the one who cuts the clips. Yeah, and I know. so I know exactly the visual part that I'm looking at when I'm pulling the the words that I want to pull yeah. and so so as we're listening to it like I'm visualizing the exact scene that I pulled from which doesn't sound like a good enough sort of reason maybe to not feel what you're feeling yeah but but, and I guess I just as I'm watching the show I don't really feel that either I don't know how to explain and I like Jessica Biel I I like I like I like her other stuff but I think I just don't like Jessica Biel in seventh heaven 
It's possible. I mean, a lot of people don't. She didn't like herself in Seventh Heaven. You know what I mean? Like, by the end of it. I just, I think like, I don't like her acting at all. <laughs> I get it. And, and to your point, too, you're right. She's probably the least natural actor of the bunch. Probably. Like, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah. I mean, even Ruthie, as young as she is, has these moments of, like, real good acting where you're like, yeah. I get it, dude. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you, you know. I don't know. Yeah, you might be you might be onto something there. To that end, though, you know, has Mary ever really had like these scenes where she's like, just like completely just like broken down and like, you know, I don't I can't recall any scenes where she's like in it, you know, like mm-hmm. to win it kind of like emotionally. I think that's what it is. I just I, maybe I'm not believing her when she's trying mm-hmm. to be emotional. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And like, it's just crazy because like I know I've liked her in other things. Yeah. But in this show, I'm like, dude. Yeah. And and see, but I think we're hitting the nail on the head here because it's think about the trajectory right of the show. Like she left the show because it wasn't working for her. Yeah. You know? And so imagine like being the actor, right? Yeah. And, like being Jessica Biel, you're on this set, you know, and you're just not playing well because the stuff isn't good. It's really not. You know? Yeah. It's, it's really not. Yeah. I, don't know, I just find this, I don't know. That's I, interesting. Yeah. And, and, and let's not forget too, this is the beginning of the end for Mary on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, very soon we're going to see the end of her. So, I'm not surprised. And frankly, I think we're seeing a shift with the last episode and this episode. Like, I think the show is finally putting some eggs in the Lucy basket. Yeah, dude. You know? Like, I think they're finally understanding, like, there's something here about Lucy that, like, needs to be played up. She can't just be this, like, fly-by-night, like, boy-crazy girl, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think they did that to the detriment of Mary. Yeah. Or, you know, almost like like they couldn't service both properly at mm-hmm. once, you know. I don't know, man. It, it's just, yeah, whatever. I, I, I just, I'm so surprised that I feel this way. But I think it's because, one, I've never watched the show. So I didn't know what to expect yeah. when it comes to anyone's acting in this show. Um, but yeah, man, it's just. Uh, it's funny. Uh, yeah. And it's the, I, dude, every time she's having a scene, I'm always paying attention to how she's delivering it. And I don't like that I'm doing that. Mm. And it's, and I've been this way, I think in the past two seasons with her. Hmm. Well, now you've got me on the train. I'm kidding. Nah, you just don't I care. Don't care. You don't I mean, care. I'll watch it. It's, like, because uh, I'm constantly We're committed. Pausing. We're watching. No, I'm going <laughs> to watch it regardless. My point is, the point I was trying to make is like, is like my viewing of these episodes has become so like mechanical now yeah because because i watch i pause i rewind i write down time codes i'm like paying attention so i pause so i can take a note like i've never just like sat and just like let the episode wash over me you know so like my viewing has always been very like technical anyway yeah um but you know what I wanted to say, though, because now that you reminded me, so the most recent season of BoJack Horseman, season four, was mm. released as of this recording, like a couple of weeks ago. And um, and I was, I, I know I texted you yeah. that she was on it. And at the time, it was like, she was just like, the, she made like, like a little cameo appearance where 
you know, the character Jessica Biel was on, but I didn't even, re- I didn't even recognize her voice. Like, so, and because it was such a passing moment, mm-hmm. I just assumed, because BoJack does this where they'll sort of like, like take a little dig at a star or something. And that yeah. it's like, you know, not really a thing. And then, so I was texting you like, oh, like Jessica Biel, like on, you know, and, she, and she's like sort of taken one for the team. Like she's not looked at as a, in a good light, you know, yeah. like this heightened BoJack version of herself. And then I found out that she's playing herself. So that was kind of cool. I, even though I could not recognize her voice, like it does not sound like Jessica Biel at all. I don't know what they've done or what she's doing to mm-hmm. like maybe heighten it a little bit. And then, but then she gets this like running arc through the rest of that season. Like she's, she's like pretty heavily in the rest of that season of, of season four where she's playing herself and she's not the best character. She's kind of a nightmare. Like, really? Yeah. And it's pretty funny, like, to think about it, you know, like, she's not, like, it's not a flattering Jessica Biel at all, but she's taking it in stride, clearly, and it's pretty funny. I recommend it, okay. for sure. I mean, I recommend BoJack in general. I think season three was some of the best television maybe ever in life, um, but yeah, Jessica Biel on season four is pretty fun. All right, I'll give it a, I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah. I'm telling you, I like her, but in this show, damn. Yeah. It's, I, I'm watching her act. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're saying, and, and I don't me, disagree. And it's taking me out, and so it just... And then, of course, that just perpet, like perpetuates that cycle of, like, is she good? Is she not good? Yeah, and then, and then I'm yeah. like, oh, crap, you're watching an episode. Rewind. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I totally get it. I know. I get like that all the time when I watch something, especially something like BoJack, for example, where, like, where I'm like, I recognize that voice. Who is that voice? Pause. Look it up. Go down the Google black, black hole. hole. IMDb this guy to that guy. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I was watching BoJack 30 minutes ago, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> or even 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 with this show like you know when when a guest star comes on like so many. how do I know you <laughs> yeah so many cameos you're like I know you your face is familiar speaking there's definitely a familiar face yes, in this I one just, I just realized we haven't even gotten to that part of this episode um, so in true Eric and Sergeant Michael's fashion of course Sergeant Michael is able to track down we found the family <laughs> the author of this anonymous letter that came to Eric and he tracks down the kid, goes to the house. Um, it's in a bad part of the town. It's like in a yeah. bad neighborhood, you know, unsavory sort of characters. Um, these like couple of kids pass by and he like asks about the guy he's looking for, the kid he's looking for. And they're like, buddy, like you don't want to be hanging out in here if you, you know, like you should probably go home kind of thing. And he's like, okay. And then this kid shows up and Eric like introduces himself and like confirms that he is the one who wrote this letter and the kid the kid's like you know if my dad found out that I had asked you to do something for him he would beat me upside the head like yeah. those are the actual words he uses yeah and then he says these words look I don't know why you came here I didn't ask you to come here. But the letter... Can't you read? And the letter asked for you to pray for me. I sent it to churches all over the world. And I stole men and women to work for God to pray this Sunday. You know what to sign that letter? That's because I didn't want you to know who it's from. I don't want anyone to know who it's from. Because of your circumstances? 
No. It's because I'm not selfish. And you think I'm the only kid who had his life ruined by a gun? Kids just like me, all over the world, are suffering. I figured, if no one knew who they were praying for in particular, they'd be praying for all of us in general. So please, just do what I asked, and pray. And get everyone you know to pray. The man upstairs will take care of all of us. Have a lot of faith, Reverend. Yeah, I, I this entire scene with the kid and even the kids approaching him, telling him, "Dude, you shouldn't be here at this time of night." Mm -hmm. And then they ask him, um, "I'm forgetting the character's name. Was it Johnny or I don't remember either. I can't. I, I want to say let's say Johnny. Just yeah. For ease. Um, but I even like that the kids asked him, like, "Did he do something wrong?" Mm -hmm. And and at that point where again, you don't Are know. Are you here to arrest him, take him to jail? Or yeah, whatever. like, do you get what I'm saying? Like these kids aren't kids. These kids are kind of like adults and kind hardened. of all, yeah, hardened and yeah. looking out for each other kind of thing. Um, telling him what it is, get out of here, and also, what did he do? And then, like, I think if they gave him an answer, if he gave that answer, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk to him and bring him in or something like that, I don't know what those kids would have done, but it just made me think that, oh, we got to go warn him. You get what I'm saying? Like, they're... It doesn't matter if they were or they weren't, but like, uh, I, I don't know. That spoke a lot. Yeah, I think I think in those quick couple of minutes or whatever, I think the show does a good job of painting the scene. Yeah. Which is to say, like, you know, this is this is a neighborhood. This is a part of town. These are people who are close knit by yeah. by their circumstances. You mm -hmm. know, like. Like, these are people who have probably been through a lot, has seen some shit, you know, yeah. not the highest socioeconomic stance. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, this is not an easy life. Yeah, it's a, know? I don't know, I, I, I like that little detail, and, yeah, and I, dude, that kid. <laughs> I know, and can, can you believe I did not put it together until today, a day later, as I was cutting the clips, and I saw, you know how Amazon does like the like the cast of characters when yeah. you hit pause, like it tells you who the actors are and stuff. And I saw the little kid because like his picture is like from when he was five, five. and I'm like, oh my god, it's little rascals. Yeah, it's Froggy. <laughs> <laughs> and because I swear, I I've watched that movie. I know I have it on VHS. Hell yeah, oh, I yeah. Do. So I've watched that movie like I don't know how many times, but the moment he came on screen, I was like. Is that his real voice? <laughs> I was I was most curious to know if his voice is like that. Oh, that's his voice. He sounds like a forty year smoker. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> it's raspy, but it's not as bad. You know, like as it was yeah. in the Little Rascals. Well, like, because then his voice changed. <laughs> 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 he went through puberty. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, but um, yeah, it was just so cute. I was like, oh my god, it's Froggy. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, some pretty powerful shit that kid said. Yeah. For a minute, I think initially what the clip I was going to cut for this storyline was Eric's speech at the church mm -hmm. afterwards because I I sort of as I was watching the episode and he starts talking and saying what he says, um I like it really hit me like I was like bawling watching it. Like it was very emotional and that whole moment of silence that the show even does a moment of silence. I like, loved it. It was beautiful. Like one even of the best the credits yeah. come, like it stays silent for a minute. Good. I, 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 
I really appreciated that. I was yeah. like, finally, no cheesy music. You just ended it like yeah, it the was way really it deserved. Yeah. yeah, it was it was really powerful. But ultimately, I thought that that scene spoke like speaks oh, yeah. better to this issue, mm-hmm. which is that you know the whole point of this episode and the whole message, the overarching sort of theme or whatever mm-hmm. is prayer. It's the power of prayer. It's, it's about putting the good out yeah. in the world mm-hmm. to manifest it, right? Yeah. And, and what this kid has done is something that I think is so pure and mm-hmm. just so, like, beautiful and wonderful. And if we could all just do that, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and what Eric says, too, is so poignant, and like, today even, you know? Like, he says, like, if we can't give our children a better world to live in if we can't take away the violence that Mm -hmm. is so pervasive in their lives then the least we can fucking do is at least just pray for them and like like you know just hope for them or whatever he says you know like i i just i thought it was really really sort of perfect you know and like man like just like something to think about like that kid's faith isn't broken yeah. And like look at his circumstances, you know? And I'm sure that there's many kids that their faith is broken or maybe exactly like this kid where it's not. And yeah. man, I think now that we're talking about it too, I think that that point is even illustrated strongly by those two other kids because I think those two other kids mm-hmm. are kids whose faith is broken, mm-hmm. you know? Like they look at the stranger in their neighborhood like, who are you? Like, are you taking them away? Like, what's the deal, you know? Yeah. Whereas, whereas this kid, like, wrote a letter and sent it all over the world mm-hmm. in hopes that, like, it'll send up a unified yeah. message or, like, or a unified, like, good energy, good vibe yeah. into the universe, you know, for, for the betterment of all, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. It was uh, pretty powerful stuff, for sure. Yeah. It's rough, man, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening in this world. I don't want to I don't want to yeah. go down this rabbit hole. Not on this podcast. Yeah. This is not that kind Let's of a not. show. But it's just, it's just sad, and I just think, like, you know, weirdly, this doing this podcast... And all these episodes that we've seen over the course mm-hmm. of these three and a half seasons, like that, are like sort of weirdly still very poignant. You know, like mm-hmm. I actually think they've they've done a good job of capturing some of these feelings and some of these like yeah. you know sentiments mm-hmm. that um, that are worth holding on to. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Good stuff. Some good little nuggets in this episode. Yeah, not everything. No. <laughs> no. Um, in fact, at some point, I even wrote like, "Okay, the writing sucks." Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't quite remember what it was, but something like just triggered for me. Like, this writing really sucks in this mm-hmm. episode. Like, in general, but this episode, like, whether it was to do with the whole Matt and John storyline or some of the Ruthie stuff, I don't know what. Like, it's just not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, shall we rate? Yeah. But let's not forget, um, Lucy did meet another Andrew in church. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, that was another weirdo thing. Like, are we going to see this guy again? Probably not. Who gives a shit? Of course, she looks up, says, very funny. I'm like, I'm broke. Like, what? Are we supposed to assume from that that she was praying for Andrew? Like, no, she's not praying for Andrew. And gets another Andrew instead. (laughs) Hey, man, might be a better version. (laughs) That that was kind of weirdly, though, like, weird, though. Like, they're sitting in church. This random guy comes up to them, comes up comes up to the second row of the church like you know what i'm saying like just like logistically it makes zero sense comes up to the second row a row that is ostensibly full yeah okay like it's not like there was an empty seat and so you came because it was empty no the row is full you came to the second row you asked this girl uh so do i just sit anywhere (laughs) i'm new here And she goes, yeah. And then you just sit right next to her, like, shoving all these people down. (laughs) So weird. Boy, let's be real. You'd be sitting in the back or standing in the back. It's one or the other. Especially if you're new and you don't know what the deal is. You're not going to go to the second row of the church to ask somebody. Well, Andrew did. (laughs) Andrew Mann was his name? Andrew Mann, Andrew Moore, whatever. I think it's Mann. Yeah. It's it's either Mann or Nan, but I think Mann makes more sense. (laughs) Mann or Nan. (laughs) Mary's like, so it's an Andrew. It's mm. just not an Andrew Nalos. Yeah. Like, no, that does not work for me in any yeah, way. No, like, d- shut up, you dope. Because that implies that, like, Lucy's been pining for Nalos all episode, which she's not. And he's a weirdo. I don't care if you have chemistry. That guy's weird and so stalker. His dad. Stalker weirdo. How can for you bring? Sure. How can you bring a guy here after our, like, date? Like, what? This isn't even where we had our date. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's not forget that. Stop claiming on nothing. Weirdo. Anyway, you, me, my porch, our lips. Like, oh, God. Is he the new Jimmy? Is he going to be the new object of my, my like, loathing? <laughs> I hope. I mean, I hope. I, I hope we like never see him again. as you said that. <laughs> you, me, my... Ugh. That's what he says to her. I know, I know. Ew. Anyway, okay, let's write the episode. You gotta go first. All right. I was kind of hoping you'd let me do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, okay, everything we've already kind of sort of said, right? Like, Uh the writing's kind of meh. Meh. Half of the storylines are like meh. (sighs) But what's good is really good. And by that, I mean Simon and Mary are fucking gold in this episode. Mm. Like, both like emotionally and both comedically. I mean, there those two can play off of each other all day as far as I'm concerned. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was like solid. It was great. I think Simon heightens Mary. Yeah. You know, and like or David Gallagher heightens Jessica Beale, yeah. you know, like brings her up a notch for sure. And um I don't know, I just really, really enjoyed watching them. So for that I'm giving this episode a five. Fair. That's pretty fair. Because I was like in between four or five. And I think I'm going to give it a five only because there's some golden nuggets in there. And that's the only thing that's saving it. Yeah. If those weren't in there, easy as zero. Okay, relax. <laughs> Come on. Okay, fine. I mean, like even, a two. Even if you didn't get Simon and Mary, and even if you didn't get the really poignant story of the kid. Okay, would have given... Okay, fine. A three. You, three. At least. Okay, a three. How sad. For Lucy alone, you'd give it a three. For Lucy alone, I would give... Yeah, I would give it a three. Yeah. Only because she's just like, hi! Yeah. <laughs> <You> dope. <laughs> 16. <laughs> oh, 
I am 16, going on 17. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. Or you can send us an email at forheavenssakeshow at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Send in those emails. And until next time, bye. Good night. <laughs>